are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. Mercury is the smallest and closest to the Sun of the eight planets in the solar system, with an orbital period of about 88 Earth days. Seen from the Earth, it appears to move around its orbit in about 116 days, which is much faster than any other planet. This rapid motion may have led to it being named after the Roman deity Mercury, the fast-flying messenger to the gods because it has almost no atmosphere to retain heat, Mercury's surface experiences the greatest temperature variation of all the planets, ranging from 100 Kelvin, or minus 173 degrees Celsius, or minus 280 degrees Fahrenheit at night, to 700 Kelvin, which is also 427 degrees centigrade, and 800 degrees Fahrenheit during the day at some equatorial regions. The poles are constantly below 180 degrees Kelvin, or minus 93 degrees Celsius, or minus 136 degrees Fahrenheit. Mercury's axis has the smallest tilt of any of the solar system's planets, about one-thirtieth of a degree, but it has the largest orbital eccentricity. At aphelion, Mercury is about 1.5 times as far from the Sun as it is at perihelion. 
Mercury's surface is heavily cratered and similar in appearance to the Moon, indicating that it has been geologically inactive for billions of years. Mercury does not experience seasons in the same way as most other planets, such as the Earth. It is locked, so it rotates in a way that is unique in the solar system. As seen relative to the fixed stars, it rotates exactly three times for every two revolutions it makes around its orbit. As seen from the Sun, in a frame of reference that rotates with the orbital motion, it appears to rotate only once every two Mercurian years. An observer on Mercury would therefore see only one day every two years. Because Mercury's orbit lies within Earth's orbit, as does Venus's as well, it can appear in the Earth's sky in the morning or the evening, but not in the middle of the night. Also, like Venus and the Moon, it displays a complete range of phases as it moves around its orbit relative to the Earth. Although Mercury can appear as a very bright object when viewed from Earth, its proximity to the Sun makes it more difficult to see than Venus. Mercury makes three rotations about its axis for every two revolutions around its orbit as seen relative to the fixed stars. As seen from the Sun, in a frame of reference that rotates with the orbital mo motion, it appears to rotate only once during two orbital revolutions. This exact ratio is maintained by a gravitational resonance. Correspondingly, an observer on Mercury would see just one passage of the Sun across the sky and therefore one day every two years. One year passes during each night while the Sun is below the horizon so that the surface temperature is very low. During the other year of each day, the Sun appears to move slowly in the sky from the eastern to the western horizon, while the planet makes a complete revolution around the Sun, passing through both perihelion and aphelion. At perihelion, the intensity of the sunlight on Mercury's surface is more than twice the intensity at aphelion. There are places on Mercury's surface from which the Sun is visible high in the sky every day at the time of perihelion. These places receive intense solar irradiance at that time and therefore 
become very hot. Places where the sun is high in the sky during daytime aphelion have lower temperatures. The difference between perihelion and aphelion temperatures is increased by the variation of the speed of the sun's apparent motion in the Mercurian sky. When it is close to perihelion, Mercury travels faster around its orbit than it does near aphelion, following Kepler's second law. Near perihelion, Mercury's orbital angular velocity becomes great enough to roughly equal its rotational velocity relative to the fixed stars. Temporarily, as seen from the Sun, Mercury resembles the Moon as seen from Earth, apparently not rotating because its orbitational and rotational angular velocities relative to the fixed stars are equal. Therefore, seen from the Sun around the time of Mercury's perihelion, the planet's rotation appears to pause and as seen from Mercury, the Sun's motion across the sky also appears to pause. This prolongs and enhances the solar heating of the places where the Sun appears high in the sky at Mercury's daytime perihelion. The converse happens around the time of aphelion, when the Sun appears to move faster than usual in the Mercurian sky. At any given place on the planet's surface, there is a cycle of temperature variations that is repeated every day. The varying angle of elevation and apparent speed of the Sun in the sky interact with the changing intensity of sunlight caused by Mercury's varying distance from the Sun to cause places at different latitudes and longitudes to experience different patterns of temperature variation during the daily cycle. Mercury is one of four terrestrial planets in the solar system and it is a rocky body like the Earth. It is the smallest planet in the solar system with an equatorial radius of 2,439 kilometers. Mercury is even smaller, albeit more massive, than the largest natural satellites in the solar system, Ganymede and Titan. Mercury consists of approximately 70% metallic and 30% silicate materials. Mercury's density is the second highest in the solar system at 5.427 grams per cubic centimeter, only slightly less than Earth's density of 5.515 grams per cubic centimeter. However, 
if the effects of gravitational compression were to be factored out, the materials of which mercury is made would be denser with an uncompressed density of 5.3 grams per cubic centimeter versus the Earth's 4.4 grams per cubic centimeter. Mercury's density can be used to infer details of its inner structure. Although Earth's high density results appreciably from gravitational compression, particularly at the core, Mercury is much smaller and its inner regions are not as compressed. Therefore, for it to have such a high density, its core must be large and rich in iron. Planetary geologists estimate that Mercury's core occupies about 42% of its volume. For Earth, this proportion is only 17%. Research published in the year 2007 suggests that Mercury has a molten core. Surrounding the core is a 500 to 700 kilometer mantle consisting of silicates. Based on data from the Mariner 10 mission and the Earth-based observation, Mercury's crust is believed to be 100 to 300 kilometers thick. One distinctive feature of Mercury's surface is the presence of numerous narrow ridges extending up to several hundred kilometers in length. It is believed that these were formed as Mercury's core and mantle cooled and contracted at a time when the crust had already solidified. Mercury's core has a higher iron content than that of any other major planet in the solar system and several theories have been proposed to explain this. The most widely accepted theory is that Mercury originally had a metal silicate ratio similar to common chondrite meteorites thought to be typical of the solar system's rocky matter and a mass approximately 2.25 times its current mass. Early in the solar system's history, Mercury may have been struck by a planetesimal of approximately one-sixth that mass and several hundred kilometers across. The impact would have stripped away much of the original crust and mantle, leaving the core behind as a relatively major component. A similar process, known as the giant impact hypothesis, 
has been proposed to explain the formation of the Earth's moon. But there are other hypotheses. Alternatively, Mercury may have formed from the solar nebula before the Sun's energy output had stabilized. The planet would initially have had twice its present mass, but as the proto-Sun contracted, temperatures near Mercury could have been between 2500 and 3500 degrees Kelvin, and possibly even as high as 10,000 degrees Kelvin. Much of Mercury's surface rock could have been vaporized at such temperatures, forming an atmosphere of rock vapor that could have been carried away by the solar winds. A third and final hypothesis proposes that the solar nebula caused drag on the particles from which Mercury was accreting, which meant that lighter particles were lost from the accreting material and not gathered by Mercury. Each hypothesis predicts a different surface composition and two space missions, Messenger and Bepi Colombo will both make observations to test them. Messenger has found higher than expected potassium and sulfur levels on the surface, suggesting that the giant impact hypothesis and vaporization of the crust and mantle did not occur because potassium and sulfur would have been driven off by the extreme heat of these events. Findings would seem to favor the third hypothesis. However, further analysis of the data is needed. Mercury's surface is very similar in appearance to that of the Earth's moon, showing extensive Mar-like plains and heavy cratering, indicating that it has been geologically inactive for billions of years. Because our knowledge of Mercury's geology has been based on the 1975 Mariner flyby and terrestrial observations. It is the least understood of the terrestrial planets. As data from the recent messenger flyby is processed, this knowledge will increase. For example, an unusual crater with radiating troughs has been discovered that scientists now call it the spider. It later received its official name, Apollodorus. Albedo features 
are areas of markedly different reflectivity as seen by telescopic observations. Mercury possesses dorsa, which are called wrinkled edges or wrinkled ridges. They also have moon-like highlands, montes or mountains, planetae or plains, rupes or escarpments, and vallis or valleys. Names for the features on Mercury come from a variety of sources. Names coming from people are limited to the deceased. Craters are named for artists, musicians, painters, and authors who have made outstanding or fundamental contributions to their field. Ridges or dorsa are named for scientists who have contributed to the study of mercury. Depressions or fossae are named for works of architecture. Montes or mountains are named for the word hot in a variety of languages. Plains or planetae are named for mercury in various languages. Escarpments or rupes are named for ships, a scientific expedition. Valleys or vallis are named for radio telescope facilities. Mercury was heavily bombarded by comets and asteroids during the shortly following its formation 4.6 billion years ago, as well as during a possible separate subsequent episode called the Late Heavy Bombardment that came to an end 3.8 billion years ago. During this period of intense crater formation, the planet received impacts over its entire surface, facilitated by the lack of any atmosphere to slow impactors down. During this time, the planet was volcanically active. Basins, such as the Caloris Basin, were filled by magma, producing smooth plains similar to the maria found on the moon. Data from the October 2008 flyby of MESSENGER gave researchers a greater appreciation for the jumbled nature of Mercury's surface. Mercury's surface is more heterogeneous than either Mars or the moons, both of which contain significant stretches of similar geology, such as Maria and plateaus. Craters on Mercury range in diameter from 
small bowl-shaped cavities to multi-ringed impact basins hundreds of kilometers across. They appear in all states of degradation from the relatively fresh rayed craters to highly degraded crater remnants. Mercurian craters differ subtly from lunar craters in that the area blanketed by their ejecta is much smaller. A consequence of Mercury's stronger surface gravity. According to International Astronomical Union rules, each new crater must be named after an artist that was famous for more than 50 years and dead for more than three years before the date the crater is named. The largest known crater is Caloris Basin with a diameter of 1,550 kilometers. The impact that created the Caloris Basin was so powerful that it caused lava eruptions and left a concentric ring over two kilometers tall surrounding the impact crater. At the antipode of the Caloris Basin is a large region of unusually hilly terrain known as the Weird Terrain. One hypothesis for its origin is that the shock waves generated during the Caloris impact traveled around the planet, converging at the basin's antipode, which is 180 degrees away. The resulting high stresses fractured the surface. Alternatively, it has been suggested that this terrain formed as a result of the convergence of ejecta at this basin's antipode. Overall, about 15 impact basins have been identified on the imagined part of Mercury. A notable basin is the 400 kilometer wide multi-ring Tolstoy Basin that has an ejecta blanket exceeding up to 500 kilometers from its rim and a floor that has been filled by smooth plain material. Beethoven's Basin has a similar size ejecta blanket and a 625 kilometer diameter rim. Like the moon, the surface of Mercury has likely incurred the effects of space weathering processes including solar wind and micrometeorite impacts. There are two geologically distinct plain regions on Mercury. Gently rolling hilly plains in the regions between craters are Mercury's oldest visible surfaces, predating the heavily cratered terrain. These inner crater plains appears to have obliterated many earlier craters and show a general paucity 
of smaller craters below about 30 kilometers in diameter. It is not clear whether they are of volcanic or impact origin. The inner crater planes are distributed roughly uniformly over the entire surface of the planet. Smooth planes are widespread flat areas that fill depressions of various sizes and bear a strong resemblance to the lunar Maria. Notably, they filled a wide ring surrounding the Caloris Basin. Unlike lunar Maria, the smooth plains of Mercury have the same albedo as the older inner crater plains. Despite the lack of unequivocal volcanic characteristics, the localization and rounded lobate shape of these plains strongly support volcanic origins. All the Mercurian smooth plains form significantly later than the Caloris Basin, as evidenced by appreciably smaller crater densities than on the Caloris ejecta blanket. The floor of the Caloris Basin is filled by a geologically distant flat plain, broken up by ridges and fractures in a roughly polygonal pattern. It is not clear whether they are volcanic lavas induced by the impact or a large sheet of impact melt. One unusual feature of the planet's surface is the numerous compression folds or roofs that crisscross the plains. As the planet's interior cooled, it may have contracted and its surface began to deform, creating these features. The folds can be seen on top of other features, such as craters and smoother plains, indicating that the folds are more recent. Mercury's surface is flexed by significant tidal bulges raised by the Sun. The Sun's tides on Mercury are about 17 times stronger than the Moon's on the Earth. The surface temperature of Mercury ranges from a chilly 100 Kelvin to astonishingly hot 700 Kelvin at the most extreme places, 0 degrees north or 180 degrees west. It never rises above 180 degrees Kelvin at the poles due to the, atmos the absence of atmosphere and a steep temperature gradient between the equator and the poles. The subsolar point reaches about 700 Kelvin during the perihelion at 0 degrees or 180 degrees west, but only 550 degrees Kelvin at aphelion, which is 90 degrees or 270 degrees west. On the dark side of the planet, temperatures average 
a chilly 110 degrees Kelvin. The intensity of sunlight on Mercury's surface ranges between 4.6 and 10.6 times the solar constant. Although the daylight temperatures on the surface of Mercury is generally extremely high, observations strongly suggest that ice or frozen water does indeed exist on Mercury. The floors of deep craters at the poles are never exposed to direct sunlight and temperatures there remain below 102 degrees Kelvin, far lower than the global average. Water ice strongly reflects radar and observations by the 70-meter Goldstone Telescope and the Very Large Array in the early 1990s revealed that there are patches of very high radar reflection near the poles. Although ice is not the only possible cause of these reflective regions, astronomers believe it is the most likely. The icy regions are believed to contain about 10 to the 14th to 10 to the 15 kilograms of ice and may be covered by a layer of regolith that inhabits sublimations. By comparison, the Antarctic ice sheet on Earth has about a mass of 4 times 10 to the 18th kilogram and Mars south solar polar cap contains, contains about 10 to the 16th kilograms of water. The origins of the ice on Mercury is not yet known, but the two most likely sources are from outgassing of water from the planet's interior or by deposition by impacts of comets. Mercury is too small and hot for its gravity to retain any significant atmosphere over long periods of time. It does have a tenacious surface-bound exosphere containing hydrogen, helium, oxygen, sodium, calcium, potassium, and others. This exosphere is not stable. Atoms are constantly lost and replenished from a variety of sources. Hydrogen and helium atoms probably come from the solar wind diffusing into Mercury's magnetosphere before later escaping back into space. Radioactive decay of elements within Mercury's crust is another source of helium, as well as sodium and potassium. The messenger probe found high proportions of calcium, helium, hydroxide, manganesium, oxygen, potassium, silicon, and sodium. Water vapor is present, released by a combination of processes such as comets, 
striking its surface. Sputter creating water out of hydrogen from the solar wind and oxygen from rock. And sublimation from reservoirs of water ice in the permanently shadowed polar craters. The detection of high amounts of water related ions like oxygen, hydrogen, and H2O was a surprise because the quantities of these ions that were detected in Mercury's space environment, scientists surmised that these molecules were blasted from the surface or exosphere by the solar wind. Sodium, potassium, and calcium were discovered in the atmosphere during the 1980s and 1990s and are believed to result primarily from the vaporization of surface rock struck by micrometeorite impacts. In 2008, magnesium was discovered by the messenger probe. Studies indicate that, at times, sodium emissions are localized at points that correspond to the planet's magnetic poles. This would indicate an interaction between the magnetosphere and the planet's surface. On November 29, 2012, NASA confirmed that images from the messenger probe had detected that craters at the North Pole contained water ice. It is estimated that the volume of ice was large enough to encase Washington, D.C. in a frozen block two and a half miles deep. Despite its small size and slow 59-day long rotation, Mercury has a significant and apparently global magnetic field. According to measurements taken by Mariner 10, it is about 1% as strong as the Earth's. The magnetic field strength at the Mercurian equator is about 300 nanoteslas. Like that of Earth, Mercury's magnetic field is dipolar. Unlike Earth, Mercury's poles are nearly aligned with the planet's spin axis. Measurements from both the Mariner 10 and the Messenger space probes have indicated that the strength and the shape of the magnetic field are stable. It is likely that this magnetic field is generated by way of a dynamo effect in a manner similar to the magnetic field of Earth. This dynamo effect would result from the circulation of the planet's iron-rich liquid core. 
particularly strong tidal effects caused by the planet's high orbital eccentricities would serve to keep the core in the liquid state necessary for this dynamo effect. Mercury's magnetic field is strong enough to deflect the solar wind around the planet creating a magnetosphere. The planet's magnetosphere, though small enough to fit within the boundaries of the planet Earth, is strong enough to trap solar wind plasma. This contributes to the space weathering of the planet's surface. Observations taken by the Mariner 10 spacecraft detected this low-energy plasma in the magnetosphere of the planet's night side. Bursts of agenic particles were detected in the planet's magnetotail, which indicates a dynamic quality to the planet's magnetosphere. During the second flyby of the planet on October 6, 2008, the messenger probe discovered that Mercury's magnetic field can be extremely leaky. The spacecraft encountered magnetic tornadoes twisted bundles of magnetic fields connecting the planetary magnetic field to interplanetary space that were up to 800 kilometers wide or a third of the radius of the planet. These tornadoes form when magnetic fields carried by the solar wind connect to Mercury's magnetic field. As the solar winds blow past Mercury's field, these joined magnetic fields are carried with and twist up into vortex-like structures. These twisted magnetic flux tubes, technically known as flux transfer events, form open windows in the planet's magnetic field shield which the solar wind may enter and directly impact Mercury's surface. The process of linking interplanetary and planetary magnetic fields called magnetic reconnection is common throughout the cosmos. It occurs in Earth's magnetic field where it generates magnetic tornadoes as well. The messenger probe's observations show the reconnection rate is ten times higher at Mercury. Mercury's proximity to the Sun only accounts for about a third of the reconnection rate observed 
by the messenger probe. Mercury has the most eccentric orbit of all the planets. Its eccentricity is 0.21, with a distance from the Sun ranging from 46,000 to 70,000 kilometers, or 29 million miles to 43 million miles. It takes 87.969 Earth days to complete an orbit. The higher velocity of the planet when it's near its perihelion is clear from the greater distance it covers in each five-day interval. This varying distance to the Sun, combined with a 3 to 2 spin orbit resonance of the planet's rotation around its axis, result in complex variations of the surface temperature. This re resonance makes a single day on Mercury last exactly two Mercury years, or about 176 Earth days. Mercury's orbit is inclined by seven degrees to the plane of the Earth's orbit, also known as the ecliptic. As a result, transits of Mercury across the face of the Sun can only occur when the planet is crossing the planes of the ecliptic at the time it lies between the Earth and the Sun. This occurs about every seven years on average. Mercury's axial tilt is almost zero with the best measured values as low as 0.027 degrees. This is significantly smaller than that of Jupiter, which has the second smallest axial tilt of all planets at 3.1 degrees, which means that to an observer at Mercury's poles, the center of the Sun never rises more than 2.1 arc minutes over the horizon. At certain points on Mercury's surface, an observer would be able to see the Sun rise about halfway, then reverse and set before rising again, all within the same Mercurian day. This is because approximately four Earth days before perihelion, Mercury's angular orbital velocity equals its angular rotational velocity so that the Sun's apparent motion ceases. Closer to perihelion, Mercury's angular orbital velocity then exceeds the angular rotation velocity. Thus, to a hypothetical observer on Mercury, the Sun appears to move in a retrograde direction for Earth days after perihelion the Sun's normal apparent motion resumes.
Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.